Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Before we proceed, let me just preface this video by stating that this theory is just a theory and that it's all in the name of speculative fun. The Harry Potter prophecy is a major driving force of the Harry Potter story, foretold by seer Sybil Trelawney. The fabled prophecy foresaw the birth of the person who would have the power to defeat Lord Voldemort. And to begin to unpack today's topic further, we need to take a look at the prophecy a little closer. In 1980, Sybil Trelawney, the now Hogwarts divination professor, was interviewing for her posting at Hogwarts. During her interview, a disappointed and unimpressed Dumbledore began to lose interest, when suddenly Sybil entered a trance. In her trance, Sybil spoke of a boy that would be born at the end of July, that possessed the power to defeat the Dark Lord himself. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches, born to those who have thrice defied him, born as the seventh month dies, and the Dark Lord will mark him as his equal but he will have power the Dark Lord knows not, and either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord will be born, as the seventh month dies. And it was this very prophecy that put the Potter family, James, Lily, and Harry into hiding, because their son Harry fit all of the criteria, born as the seventh month dies. Had no one heard Sybil's prophecy, then there likely wouldn't have been any need to go into hiding. But unfortunately for the Potters, Snape, who was then a Death Eater, was eavesdropping at the door, and it didn't take long for him to relay this new information to Voldemort. From Snape's perspective, this was his first mistake, but it was also perhaps the catalyst for unforgivable, opportunistic actions on Snape's part that will potentially forever change the way you look at his character. And so Voldemort, who would unquestionably hunt for the boy that was prophesied to vanquish him, began plotting. Aware of the imminent danger, the Potter family put in place all sorts of preventative measures to ensure that they wouldn't be found, most importantly the Fidelius Charm. An immensely complex spell involving the magical concealment of a secret inside a single living soul. The information is hidden inside the chosen person or secret keeper and is henceforth impossible to find. Unless, of course, the secret keeper chooses to divulge it. 
The secret keeper that was eventually chosen was Peter Pettigrew, aka Wormtail, and this was mainly because everyone felt that the likely choice, Sirius Black, would have been targeted. However, we know that Peter Pettigrew later reveals his true colours, and in one infamous act of cowardice and disloyalty, reveals the location of the Potter Cottage to Voldemort, not even a week after he was made secret keeper, and it was this very act that resulted in the murder of both Lily and James. But why, you might now be asking, would Snape voluntarily relay the prophecy to Voldemort knowing it would risk the life of Lily Evans, the person he cared about the most and the only girl he ever loved? Well, Snape didn't exactly think it through. You see, Snape only heard the first part of the prophecy and didn't really interpret it in any way. He only overheard some of the conditions of the prophecy and probably didn't check to see who met those conditions or did not have enough of them to narrow things down to Harry and Neville. At the time, the prophecy was made in early 1980. Snape had no knowledge that it could have been about Lily's child. Harry and Neville had not yet been born and Snape had no contact with Lily, so he wouldn't have even been aware of her pregnancy. And when Snape finally did become aware that the prophecy referred to Lily, he went into meltdown, desperately arranging for a meeting with Dumbledore atop a windy hilltop. The encounter is observed by Harry through the pensive. At this point, Snape subscribed to the inhuman philosophies of Lord Voldemort. He was a killer, traitor, liar, and betrayer of all those who had trusted him. The longer Harry watches, the better he's able to piece together Snape's position. Overcome with guilt and knowing that Voldemort's knowledge of this prophecy directly put Lily's life in jeopardy, Snape had no other choice than to go to Dumbledore, the only wizard powerful enough to directly oppose Lord Voldemort and protect Lily. Of course, Snape never knew that Dumbledore would fail in protecting the woman he loved, but in that moment he became vulnerable and confided in the wise old wizard. But for just a moment, don't let Snape's devotion to Lily distract you from his hatred for James. We're led to believe that the Snape who met Dumbledore atop the hilltop was a changed man. A man who had realized the error in his ways and was acting in an altruistic fashion. But I'm here to tell you that's not the case, and that Snape, at least in that moment in time, hadn't changed at all. Yes, Snape wanted to save Lily, but he also wanted something else, and what came across as selflessness was actually largely opportunism. At this stage, Snape had been an active Death Eater for several years. He had witnessed and committed atrocities firsthand. How am I supposed to believe that, in one instant, his very core shifted? Yes, he cared for Lily, but no one else, and Snape actively hated James. I think that Snape used this opportunity to have James Potter killed. The, the prophecy, the prediction, Trelawney. Ah, uh, yes. How much did you relay to Lord Voldemort? Everything. Everything I heard. That is why. It is for that reason. He thinks it means Lily Evans. The prophecy did not refer to a woman. It spoke of a boy born at the end of July. You know what I mean. He thinks it means her son. He's going to hunt her down. Kill them all. If she means so much to you, surely Lord Voldemort will spare her. Could you not ask for mercy for the mother in exchange for the son? I have. I have asked him. You disgust me, said Dumbledore, and Harry had never heard so much contempt in his voice. Snape seemed to shrink a little. You do not care then about the deaths of her husband and child? They can die as long as you have what you want? Hide them all then, he croaked. Keep her, them, safe. 
Please. In this passage, Snape shows genuine concern for Lily Evans' life, but he also shows very little regard for the lives of Harry and James. It's also clear from the above passage that Snape spoke with Voldemort first, and that the only reason Snape turned to Dumbledore was because he wasn't confident that Voldemort would in fact spare Lily's life. We aren't actually given the conversation that Snape had with Voldemort, but I'd be willing to bet that he completely threw James under the bus, offering up his life on a silver platter. And I don't think that Snape is guilty of just not asking Voldemort to save James, I think he asked him to kill him. Dumbledore had seen and done a lot of horrible things over the course of his life. Along with Grindelwald, he had schemed to pursue the Deathly Hallows with intention to enslave muggles and put wizards in power. He had also indirectly contributed to the death of his own sister, and so for Dumbledore to be disgusted to the extent that the text describes, it must have been abundantly clear to Dumbledore that Snape wanted James dead for his own creepy, obsessive intentions. He must have read between the lines and saw that James dying was a desired byproduct for Snape. Snape protected Harry later in life because his very existence contained a loose thread of Lily's, but James meant nothing. And what was Snape's motive here? Why, unhealthy obsession, of course. My point is this. Besides his concern for Lily's life, Snape saw a silver lining to the prophecy. It was a way to get rid of James, his childhood bully, once and for all, and it was an opportunity to have the most powerful dark wizard in the world do it for him. But this does also bring me back to when Snape first relayed the prophecy to Voldemort. Conventional understanding would suggest that Snape simply hadn't read between the lines when hearing the prophecy, and thus never made any connection to Lily, freely providing the information to Voldemort. But are we truly supposed to believe that Snape was so naive? Snape had one of the most brilliant minds in the entire wizarding world, and for him to hear about the prophecy, not even begin to use any sort of powers of deduction, seems highly unlikely. I think that Snape knew all too well who the prophecy was referring to, and saw this as an opportunity to distance Lily from the family that she had established for herself. In adolescence, it was always him or James, and with no James around, he thought that he could fall right back into Lily's life. His only mistake? Trusting that Voldemort would honor his wishes in protecting Lily. And that's it for this theory. Again, this is only for fun, so please don't hammer me too hard in the comments. At the end of the day, Snape is one of my favorite characters. If you enjoy the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Also, be sure to check out the content on my second channel, Harry Potter Theory Extra, as well as audio-only content on Spotify. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.